All right, welcome back to the Brew Brew Crew podcast. I'm Indiana, and I'm Cowboy. Tonight, what we'll be reviewing is Foster's big ass can <laughs> of beer. We got it in Walmart. It's like two dollars and thirty cents. Tell me how many ounces that bad boy is. Right it's there. a pint. It's a pint I don't have, of beer. Let in me a can. let me find the ounces. It's 25.4 fluid ounces. Look, I feel like everybody knows the standard Michelob can. So, for instance, I would say that's... If you don't, I don't like you. Fair. I would say that's two Michelob cans. More than that. Like, that's that's solid. As far as width of the actual can goes, I'm saying that's like three dot dot dot. That that's like what two beers in there, two and a half beers probably normally. Four fluid ounces. Normal beer is twelve to fourteen ounces. Fuck me, it's like two or three beers. Yeah, depending on how you can. look at it. This percentage. I'm a little confused because I did notice it now says founded in Australia, but founded? brewed in the USA. Okay. It's got a damn kangaroo on it. Though. It does. Which is, I'll be honest, what I first noticed. Yeah, that's why I thought it was. That's why I thought it was uh, Australian. All right, let's get the first crack real quick. If I can get the damn thing open. You know what? Uh-oh. The the knife comes out. Yep. You all hear that? <laughs> Let me do it again. Bitch made. Please sponsor us. <laughs> Here we go. We broke and sealed. We have no clue what this beer is or what it's about. I've heard of Foster's. I mean, I've definitely heard of I've never heard of what it tastes like, though. I think it's a dark beer. I'm pretty sure. I hope it's not. Let's look. Oh, it looks like a dark beer. Oh, God. That's a very dark beer. It's like a motor oil. (laughs) All right, first suit going down the hatch. All right, so uh, my turn for a sip. Let me give it a sniff. Smells like very strong beer. Just tastes like beer. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. It tastes like a cheap beer. It's what it tastes like. That reminds me like a natty. Honestly? Fuck yeah, it does. Like it really, really tastes like a natty. We drank our fair weight in natty. And also, I would like to go ahead and put disclaimer out. We are definitely both buzzing at this point of the night, I think. We're also both fighting allergies, which doesn't That's help. That's fair. Let me tell you this much. For $2.30 for a pint of beer, I was expecting worse. Oh, definitely. No, if you wanted like a cheap drunk, you could, depending on your tolerance, I feel like you could definitely buy two of those and get drunk. I don't think I could. You definitely could. Let me, let me give you a shout out to the audience right here. Yeah. We get fucked up on $5, four locos. Get you two of them, chug fair. them. Be good for tonight. Oh yeah, you're 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 trashed. But but our problem is we can't just have the alcohol. We also got to have the nicotine. That's true. We so there really is no getting fucked up on five dollars. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me ask this one, cowboy. What's your what's your actual drink of choice tonight? So right now, what I'm actually going to get drunk on is going to be Bud Light Platinum, which if you know me, that is my go-go juice. I'm trying something a little different. As we've discussed, I'm more of a what an apple beer guy. That's like my go-to. Ale, ale. I guess you technically, I don't. I don't, know, I don't technically call it an ale, but you know, apple is my go-to. I'm actually drinking a Mike's Hard Strawberry Lemonade. 
and I'm going to be honest, it might shit on the Apple Ale. You going to replace it? It's a high possibility. Like, dude. Really? You tried it, and you got to say shit is like soda. I'll be honest. First time I tried it, I turned to Indiana, and I went, honestly, you could put this shit with ice cream. Yeah. It, it's almost like you could make a float out of it. Like, it's that much like soda. I feel like you could legit pour that in a cup, give it to someone, and they would not know there's alcohol in it. Like, it is Oh, terrible. for sure. If you want, like, a really casual drink to get drunk on, I would 100% say, like, go for that. That's... See, here's my thing. Until I started hanging out with Indiana, I always shit on fruity alcohol. And I guess he's tried enough of it over the years where yeah. he's figured out what's good and what's not. For sure. I've definitely tried some that were not good. But I just but, like a little flavor. I don't with know. Me. It just seemed like I was a Bud Light drinking, Addy yeah. Light chugging some bitch. Which, that's fair. Like, I still go for my regular beer. But yeah. it's just like if I'm drinking to have fun, like that's my stuff I drink to enjoy. And don't feel like, especially if you're a dude, that you need to drink something like that. Now, expect to be giving shit about it. Cause oh, that's, 100%. that's all in good fun. Though. Well, and with your buddies, I yeah, feel like it's that's all just in good fun. fun. Yeah. Just like, but I mean. If that's what it takes for you to get there, that's what it takes. Yeah. No shame in that. No, 100%. I feel like if, if you drink a more fruity beer, but it gets you drunk and you have fun with the boys, then go for it. That's all I'm going to say. All for the boys. All right, so we've done talked about Fosters for enough, which, by the way, kind of growing on me. I've All right, so hold on. Let me do this sweet. real quick. Yeah. What would you give that uh, out of ten? Out of Fosters. 10? Fuck, I'd probably give it like six, five. I w- I would say a five. I'm gonna say a five. I'm very middle of the road on it. Actually. Yeah, because I would say like okay, decent beer flavor wise, mm-hmm. right? But if you need a cheap drink to get drunk on, hundred percent, not bad. It's Not definitely a darker beer it's than I normally go for. Like, I'm more of a light beer kind I'm of guy. I'm definitely a light beer guy. There's yeah. no doubt about that. But it's not bad. Which me and you actually had this conversation earlier. Right. Thank God we like cheap beer. Oh, 100%. I, yeah. No, I With can't. With the exception of your fucking reds. <laughs> yeah, they get a little pricey. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our first topic of the night. Where do we draw the line of household pets? You know, there's PETA and all that bullshit saying you shouldn't have a pet at all. And then there's some people out there that are like, you can have a fucking cow in the house. And, right. Which is not acceptable. Which I just want to stem off for a second. Yeah. Okay, a little bit different. I know you've seen videos. There's a bunch out there. What is it with PETA and, like, fishing? Like, they want to say Fuck that off. we hurt and, the fish, right? Okay, well, yeah, temporarily, but their blood coagulates fast as fuck in water, which we're, it's not like we're just holding them up out of water forever. Right. Especially if it, if me it's and, a very decent fish, we'll take a picture of it. Well, and I'll say, it. me and you, we might eat, like, what, crappie, brim, catfish? I've never had brim, actually. Really? Oh. Pretty solid, actually. All right. And I'll say bass, not terrible. I don't like bass. Okay, but let me cook it. let me cook it for you. How you gonna cook it? Just good old classic, some lemon, some seasoning. Okay. Have you Fried, ever had or grilled? A, I mean grilled. Butter glazed. Okay. Chives. Ooh. Normal onions. Chives is different. I like that. Normal onions. Wrapped up in some tin foil. Salt grilled. and pepper. Grilled catfish. Yes. That's just good. good, dude. Yeah, I've good. never had the chives. I actually like trying the chives. Chives are good, bro. But no, here's my point. Like, okay, so you're saying, like, I'm I'm getting your point. My point with the whole pedo and fishing thing, though, yeah. 
I could literally go right now to a dock on a lake, catch a fish. If it had a mark on it, I would guarantee you I could go back the next day with the same bait, catch that same fish again. If it hurt them so bad, they bite the same bait again. I don't buy into that because of that. Like, I could throw, throw the a The only time bait. you'll find a smart fish is in a heavy, heavily pressured area. For sure. Because they get used to those baits being thrown yeah. over and over and over again. But if well, I we're talking about slew, game fish at that point. Right. Like, you're talking about a damn brim. Those fuckers eat everything. Oh, anything. Dude, I literally have caught brim on corn. I'm being 100% yeah, sure. I, I bought I canned corn it. before, put it on my hook, and I've caught brim on that. Yeah. They will eat anything. Is that back in your Indiana days? Oh, yeah. Just surplus of corn? (laughs) You know know who told told me that one? My mom used to fish like that. Really? They used to literally put brim, or brim, they used to put corn on a hook and catch brim out of, like, creeks and stuff. corn's great. It is. Fucking make moonshine out of it. (laughs) You You can can fucking do a lot of shit with it. Now, your body does not digest corn rather well, I don't know if you knew that. I've looked at a turd or two in my time. <laughs> Some <laughs> corn in there. All right, so anyway, all right. Let's go back to the household pets thing. Okay, I Where draw the line at, like, fucking cats, dogs, and micro pigs. Okay, that's fair. What about, like, a rodent, though? What rodent would you say is okay? I don't know, like a ferret, maybe, but, like, I don't know. Okay, here's my thing about snakes and spiders and all that. It's furniture you have to feed. A snake yes. and a spider is not going to show you affection. First off, I'm going to go ahead and say the only good snake is a dead snake. That's just me, though. Listen, I'll chop them up with a hoe, damn spade, <laughs> shovel, whatever you want to call it. I'll chop them up. Right. If I got a shotgun handy, I'll blow them up. Yes. Like, I don't care for snakes at all. Rats freak me out the fucking most. I hate rats. I'll mess with a snake before I mess with a rat. Have I ever told you mine? That my great fear is what millipedes. Yes, you have actually. Bro, it's just too many legs. It's too many it's damn, the damn legs. legs to get you. It is, and I don't know Dude, why. With rodents, it's like not only they're disgusting, disease-carrying little bastards, <laughs> but they will actually come after people. That's true. They literally will run. And they're at so you. tiny. It's like you got a little bit of chance to get them. But in the Simpsons, like I feel shit. like it's they got so many, like they got balls. Like that's what's scary. Like they will run at you, yeah. and you're fucking forty times the size of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll put the twenty gauge on them. <laughs> okay, so like, what about a bunny? It's acceptable. How about okay? Here's one that gets me: birds. Okay, birds. My grandfather was a big fan of birds. He treated them like they were fucking royalty. Okay, here's and my he would thing. let them fly around in their room. Okay, that's kind of cool though. But they had a room for birds. That's that's excessive. But I feel, here's my thing. I knew somebody, not necessarily just for the birds, but the birds lived in there. So occasionally he would let them out and fly around. Okay, I'm gonna say though, I knew somebody who had a bird. Quite possibly, other than a rabbit, the nastiest pet you can have. Oh, they shit all over. The oh, place. everywhere. And they it smells gross. Yeah, it smells yes, it's nasty as hell. It's so gross. Fun fact about my grandfather had a pet flying squirrel when he was younger. Okay, first off, that's dope. My dad dope shit. had a pet raccoon named Buckwheat. Have I ever told you that story? Buckwheat? That was the one they would just leave food out and it'd come in the house. Eventually, it came in the they, house. They would right? literally be sitting on the couch watching a movie, and they would hear scratching on the door. They'd let him in. He would sit down. They would always, it was like tradition, 
Every time Buckwheat came, they fixed him a bag of popcorn. I remember. He would yeah. sit, eat popcorn, and literally watch the TV. When he was done, he would just get up, go to the door. They'd let him out, wouldn't see him for another week or so, and then he'd come back. It was just like he was literally a wild raccoon that they would just, they kind of tamed someone. Fucking great name, too. Buckwheat. Yes. I like it a lot. See, but then he ended up getting hurt or something. So he came back at one point. He ended up biting someone because, I mean, he was injured. Like, I think someone went to pick him up. You know, he freaked out. They, uh, Buckwheat ended up biting him. They ended up just, you know, obviously dropping him. He ran out the door. They never seen him again. So I'm mean, going mm. to guess coyote or disease probably got him. But yeah. <laughs> okay, one more on that subject. Where do you draw the line on size on pets? Size in the household? Right. So I would say size outside. Size really doesn't matter as long as you can afford to com- comfortably treat the animal. And by that I mean veterinary care right. and feeding. So here, like my like, lady friend right now, she wants cows. Okay. By cows, I mean like two. And my point was, A, are they walking hamburger meat? Fair. And two... Growing up on a farm, I would say nothing better than fresh, fresh beef. Oh, I've had it. Oh, God, so good. But she's like, no, I just want them to kind of like eat the grass and stick around. So like that's fine by me as long as there's only one or two of them because if they're just eating grass you only need a bale of hay every now and then so that's not too bad but then she brought up the subject of how about a micro cow i was like okay that's kind of designer at this point and she's like and it can stay in the house for a little while and absolutely not even a micro cow would shit I would only assume about a quarter of a Home Depot's bucket worth in a day. <laughs> that, that would be my assumption. Well, and I feel but like a that's... micro cow would never be in my household. I'd no. put that thing out in the damn field. That's a lot to deal with. Oh, my God. That ain't the end of it, though. She wants a micro horse, too. Oh, God. Like, why Why does everything have to be tiny and cute and shit? And <laughs> second of no all, it, it needs a purpose. If it's going to be that expensive to get, That's it needs a purpose. You're getting cows, get you a bull and a female, let them breed, and keep growing your herd, and then just keep returning. I don't even feel like doing that. It's just like... Oh, it's so much to deal with. Like, you got to go out of town, you got to find somebody to feed your cows. Yeah. That's and a then lot. It, it's like, so my, my, as far as animals go, I know about dogs. I know about fish. And I know somewhat about livestock and chickens, but my my fucking knowledge doesn't extend to making a business out of it, which she would not want to do. Right. She'd want to, oh my gosh, this one's cute. Oh my gosh, this one's cute. Let's keep it. Well, that's like, I feel like you can definitely agree with me. I'm I'm a dog lover, right? Oh, yeah. But I will say one advantage to cats, in all seriousness, I can literally put food and water down, and you can leave a cat for like two or three days, and they self-sustain compared to a dog where you can't necessarily do that that's the only advantage and i'm a dog lover i want to have one but like right now don't even want a dog personally which uh by the way listeners got a new boston terrier yesterday puppy he is cute as shit she is cute as shit i don't know why but damn microfiber rags seem to be her thing <laughs> she's an aggressive little thing i tell you what but anyways Hold on. What's our next subject? <laughs> oh, child toys. Childhood toys. Childhood toys. Okay, let's let's just break. Star down. Wars action figures are dope as fuck to this day. You want to hear something really dope? Speaking of what? 
my dad has something from when he was a kid. I don't even know what to call it. You remember the little, uh, like the hover car that Luke rode in at one point when they went out to, remember the big pit with the monster in the middle of it on Star Wars? The Ragnar pit or something yes. like that? Yes. You remember the little hover car they drove out in that? It was yeah. like It was like goldish, kind of like copper. Yeah. My dad has that toy with Luke Skywalker still in the packaging. Fuck yeah. From like the okay. 70s or 60s yeah. or something like that. I'm a big Hellboy fan. Dude, same. Hellboy's dope as fuck. It definitely. When I was eight, I was watching Hellboy. And I still have, I want to say, five original action figures still in packaging. Okay, that's gangster. Yeah. That's Dude, I'm like, gangster. I understand... I don't nerd out about a bunch of stuff, but like Hellboy. Dude, ooh. Hellboy's so cool. Hellboy's underrated as shit. And then speaking of which, what like isn't there a new Hellboy movie that's supposed to come? Oh out? my god, the they new, changed the actor. The new one, which I'm not a big fan of Ron Perlman as a person, but like he played the shit out of Hellboy, oh, and yeah. I love that. And the new guy, he's got like a samurai-ish haircut yeah. with the hair done up in the back and all. And they try and play it like Professor... Fuck, I forgot the dude's name. Okay, yeah, no, we, we've been out. drinking a good bit tonight. We definitely have. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm getting there. But anyways... Okay, the whole reason we brought the subject up, though. Childhood toys were somewhat better and somewhat worse when we were kids. Dude, definitely. And I have, like, some semi-trucks yeah. that were my dad's that he's passed down, like, through my brothers and whatnot. So much cooler. Like, we're talking, like, metal. I have a fucking metal, like, flat-nosed semi with a cattle trailer. It's all metal. It's Damn. so gangster. Like, it's I used to put Matchbox cool. cars in there and shit. Dude, so much cooler than anything that Dude, we were actually... I, I had, like, a... A fire truck, which is about two and a half feet long. Yes. It had functioning ladder on it and all that. See, that's so cool. That's and I had saying. a damn dump truck. Not dump truck, excuse me, garbage truck. And it was bright fluorescent orange. And the actual end of it opened up that's, so you could, like, simulate so cool. putting trash in. That's like uh, me and Big Hoss that we will have on the podcast at some point we're talking, right? I oh, had yeah. the Coast Guard boat. Coolest shit. You Dude, play with I had one of those. Wait for this, though. Big Hoss had a fucking aircraft carrier he played with in the bathtub. In the bathtub? Yes. Did it float? Yes. Fuck, that's cool. Right? Full-blown sp- aircraft Speaking carrier. of cool, what I got into at my grandparents' house, I got into my uncle's vintage G.I. Joe toys. See, that's... Oh, bro, my, my buddy had, God. like, every G.I. Joe ever, and it was the coolest fucking thing, I swear. Like, it was so gangster. Dude. He had every fucking G.I. Joe. All right, but well, hang on. Main thing I want to bring out childhood toys we were talking about before we started the podcast this time. Nerf guns. Nerf guns or hands down, the biggest way to be able to tell if your kid is going to be into guns true and we were just discussing like why didn't we have the nerf guns they have now dude they're cool as fuck like i saw a desert eagle nerf gun the other day i was i was starting to become a gun nerd at like 10 and shit right maybe a little earlier than that maybe if i would have known there was a desert eagle nerf gun well and that's like i was telling cowboy earlier i seen a picture 
obviously can't confirm or deny it's true. They were literally going to make an exact replica of a Glock that was a Nerf gun. That's dope. Like, that's so fucking cool, right? Like, Can you imagine, like, Daddy's got the real one, and yeah. then you get to play with this one until it's time for you to shoot the real one. Exactly. Like, that's so fucking cool, which I feel like brings us into yeah. our next subject. Speaking of Nerf guns, so we are gun-toting, freedom-loving Americans here. Yes, we mean Americans as in true America, not what's going on today. No. We love everyone within reason. Fair. I feel like we, we love we, everyone and hate everyone in the same yeah. sense. <laughs> See, the world's always been great. It's people that make it shitty. That's true. And I'm that sure. was stolen straight from my boss. That's a good line right there. Yeah. But, okay. The most of us carry on a regular basis. I would hope so. Yeah. I definitely do. I don't leave the house without one. Which we won't even discuss me. <laughs> You've yeah, been getting on me. You're bad about it. I know. I need to carry more. You were good at it at first. I was. I carried all the time. But it's a big caliber debate. It's always going on. 45 ACP, automatic Colt pistol. Right. Versus 9mm. And I'm 9mm to the grave. And I will actually 100% back this one. So this won't be yeah. much debate. I, I here. wish we had Bob Ross here because he actually is a big fan of 40. He is. I feel like Big Hoss was kind of for a little bit. I, Big I feel Hoss, like he's a 40 supporter too, though. He is, though. My thing with 45 is, yeah, there's plenty of memes about it. Right. It is. I, I almost hate to say this because it makes me sound like a boomer. Right. 45 <laughs> right. don't shrink. <laughs> that hole ain't going to get any smaller, man. No, definitely not. It's, it's going to be a forty-five caliber well, hole. And I'll tell you what, my main point with this would, being forty-five and nine, forty-five, like, you want to take a limb off? <laughs> sure, but here's my argument. I can shoot nine so much cheaper and do damn near the same thing. Here's the thing. With a nine millimeter, with modern ballistics, you are doing this exact same thing that as a 40, if not better in some cases. Right. It's cheaper to shoot, cheaper to practice with. Your gun's going to hold more rounds. Definitely. It's lighter recoiling, faster follow-up shots. And you can say, oh, with a 40 or 45, you don't need follow-up shots. One shot's all you're going to need. That's bullshit. Yeah. 73% of people shot with a handgun survive. I actually did not know that. It's all about shot placement. Which, I mean, makes sense. I'd rather get shot in the foot with a forty four Magnum than the face with the twenty two. Fair. <laughs> Fair. And, I mean, I will say we both got the opportunity to shoot a, shoot a Glock that was chambered in forty, And I was actually pleasantly surprised with recoil on that, though. Pleasantly surprised? But you also got to think we were shooting target loads and not defensive loads. Very true. Because I figured it would be, like, a lot worse because I carry a shield. And I will say I think the recoil is just as bad on my shield as it is that 40. I would say so. The shield is surprisingly unpleasant to shoot. It is, which is another thing I'll bring up as to why I'm trying to currently switch to something else. Yeah. Well, good thing you have a gun nerd for a buddy. Good point, but... <laughs> so I concealed, I concealed carry a Glock 26. When I'm not at work, and when I'm at when I'm at work, I carry a full size Smith and Wesson M&P 2.0 nine millimeter. Right. 
my probability for armed conflict is probably a lot higher when I'm just walking around. And the reason I chose the Glock is, first of all, I got it from Bob Ross. It's Bob yeah. Ross Glock. Yeah. It's great. And it's also had some custom work done to it. It did. And I was very happy with the trade. I believe he was well. I traded him an SKS and a bunch of other stuff with it. And uh, it's, just, it's just a solid gun. You can't go wrong with the Glock. You definitely can't go wrong with the M&P, which is my personal preference. Yeah. But just to get back to 9 versus 45, ask yourself this. In a full-size handgun, would you rather have 8 or let's just say striker fire? Right. You're going to be rocking... 12 plus 1 at the most in a yeah. full-size 45 striker-fired hand. Right. With the 9mm and a full-size platform, depending on what you go with, you can get up to 20 plus 1. Easily, yeah. No problem. Which, I, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I'd rather have more rounds. <laughs> there's no such thing as too much ammunition. If you were to get in a fight, that being said, I've never felt the need to even... Pull, like, Draw. uncover my gun, I guess right. I would say. But, I mean, it's all a personal preference. You can't go wrong. 9, 40, 45. I'd rather see you with a 9. But if you said you carry a 40, I'd probably joke with you and call you some names and stuff. <laughs> At the end of the day, I'd just be happy you had a gun with you. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely, we, we definitely back the gun-toting community, for yes. sure. Now... Speaking of having preferences, truck brands. Okay, I'm going to let you go first because I feel like I can definitely dive deep on this one. So you actually use trucks for what trucks are meant for. I'm more or less, at some point in my life, I'm buying a boat. Fair, which I have one. (laughs) And that's the heaviest thing I hope I'll ever have to haul. Right, and right now, I would say the biggest thing I'm pulling would be like box trailer. Which down. is decently heavy. Yeah, like probably five, six thousand pounds. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm see I've only had Hondas. Which I will not have a Honda Ridgeline. I'd like to call it some words, but I'm not gonna put that out on public air. That's fair. I definitely have some names I would call it as well. No. If I was to go to something right now, we're both big fans of Tacomas. For sure. They're, they're great trucks. Look good. But I realistically can't afford one. Well, I mean, here, okay. Um, I'm not trying to cut you off. Go ahead. But, so I would say he can definitely attest for, I've owned a lot of different trucks and vehicles. You have shit luck with vehicles. I really do. I've blown up two vehicles in my life now. But, um, my only thing is, right, I, okay, so Tacoma, what are you looking at? What, around 50 grand. It's close, I think. Well, new-ish. Yeah. Yeah. About fifty like, grand. Like, I don't know, maybe ten thousand on a used truck. You're still looking like forty eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's my thing. I got curious the other day. Got on Forbes Ford. I got on their website, and I built basically what my dream Ford truck would be. Right. Which I'm I'm gonna go ahead and throw out there. I am not a new truck guy by any means. I'd rather have a square body than a lot of these alien spaceship looking motherfuckers now. Yeah. But the one new truck I like. 2020 Ford F250. I got on there the other day and just built what my dream truck would be, and it was around 42k. I could literally get an F250 for the same price I could buy a Tacoma now. But what I want to say, go ahead, and I want I want to just get it out there. I really could give a shit if you drive Chevy, Ford, Dodge, you name it. 
does not bother me. I'm not a specific brand guy. There's definitely some I prefer over others. And my my point is with that is just why would I buy a mid-sized truck when I can buy a full-sized F250 for literally the same price? It just doesn't make sense. And I feel like there's a lot of pros and cons with the new trucks nowadays. Like I feel like all trucks are built to be pretty now compared to just workhorses which does not make sense like i drive a 2500 right now and i mean you can tell what it's built for it's built to pull it's it's just built to literally be a work truck because my truck was a farm truck before i ever owned it and i just don't get what they're building trucks for now like i feel like your truck drivers now are just suit and tie guys that maybe pull their ski boat on the weekend they're getting away from a lot of like the work truck industry. I feel like which just it it doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't get it. Well, here's my opinion on the truck brands. So I have the most experience with Chevy and Ford, right. and we used them as work trucks at my first job right out of high school. As far as just a driving truck goes, I like a Ford. And everyone, you know, it's a it's also a big name brand thing. Just yeah. like the personal preference between nine forty five. So I drive four or I drive Chevy, and I like I'm not that guy that shits on a Ford. I don't get yeah. that whole concept. But it's like, okay, here's my thing. When I when I worked construction, everyone was, oh, give me the Chevy, give me the Chevy. Everyone would pile into the Chevy. You didn't want to be a guy driving the Ford. Right. But let me tell you what. When I was in the Ford, if I got the job site early, I could comfortably sleep in the Ford. Oh, that yeah, is a comfortable sure. ride. Fords are very comfortable. I feel like that's kind of like the Cadillac of trucks at this point. They ride smooth as shit. They sure do. I mean, like the base model single cab work truck was comfortable enough for my ass to go sleep in. Yeah. So, I don't know, Indiana. What do you think? What should I buy? For you, I would say still Tacoma. Just because I feel like you love them enough. I, I do, but... I'm not. I'm not even like a big guy. I'm a, like an. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I'd call myself because my hands are bigger than average. My feet are bigger than average, but my body is like. You want me to be honest? What I think yeah. you should buy? Because I'm a little cramped in a Tacoma. F one fifty. One fifty. I like them a lot. Because you don't need to step up to an F two fifty. I feel like. I don't have no use for a diesel. Right. Well, I will say though. Actually, I'll be honest. I'll get a lot of flack for this, but I don't really care. If I get the F two fifty, I'm putting the gas or motor in it. Really? My granddad has one, dude. That thing's nice as shit. It's so nice. Like I'll probably do that because I. That's I'm the another same thing. There's a no shitload of room in Fords. Oh yeah, especially like a crew cab. But or I'm something. saying for the price, you might as well go for a full size truck. You're literally yeah, getting a sure. bigger truck for the same cost. Well, my biggest thing really is it's not can I make monthly payments on it? Monthly payments aren't really an issue. Yeah, it's really the gas mileage. But I'll say, though, you would be amazed. I'm driving a damn 2,500 long bed right now, and it's not as bad as you think. Like, I'm still getting around 16 miles to gallon, I think. But my damn CRV right now, I'm rocking the compact SUV yeah. right now, which uh, that thing's kind of shitty, not going to lie. <laughs> it's took a, two shits on me. Two major shits, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Definitely going to need something at some point. And I don't... I, I really like the styling of a Ford. I tell you one thing I'm interested in that 
is the new Ford Rangers. They're coming with a little bit of yes. Lift. See, everybody hates on me, but I actually really, really dig the new Ford Rangers, dude. The new Ford Ranger with some fender flares and maybe about three inches of lift. They look with dope. some wheels and tires. Yeah, man, yes, look awesome. Dude, they look great. Which I feel like actually this is a very good subject to tie in, being our next point, which is just protecting the environment. So I guess I, I, I want to start with, like, emission loss. What would you say to that? So I think first thing everyone's got to come to the conclusion to is not everyone can afford to go out and buy the brand-new Prius, brand-new Tesla, all right. that. Some people just got to drive what they have, and that's all they're going to have. Fair. Yeah. And to put stricter like in Alabama we don't really have emission laws no I mean I'll go ahead and say my truck is literally true dueled from the headers straight back that's yeah, literally what my truck right. is but you see you got people that want to do that and there's people that just really can't afford to go fix their car up to certain standards and I think if you go look at, and ask people that live in the states that do that there's a lot of backlash to that because it. I'm not gonna say it's like classist or whatever, but it's like, it's a good bit of money. I mean, well, a, and a I grand like, isn't exactly walking around money, and sometimes it's more than that to yeah. get your car up to emissions. Well, standards. and I feel like you know Tesla and stuff is just a flex nowadays. Pretty much. Like, look at me. I have a Tesla. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, sure, dude. Go put your double A's in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, just fucking around. No, but I mean, but, I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't know. Is there really an... Ad- okay, let me ask this then. I mean... All right, let's 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 stem off of, of the car okay. industry for a second. Protect wildlife. Yes. That's what I care about. But here's my thing with that. I feel like a lot of people think me and you hunting and fishing hurts wildlife. Hunters and fishermen, between buying licenses and outdoor products, contribute more dollars to conserving and just protecting wildlife than any VW driving hippie. Yeah, and I just want to say, first off, strictly, it's my views. I will claim this. No, these are facts. What I just said. Yeah. I'm saying what I'm about to say is strictly my views. I'm not going to speak for anyone else but myself. Okay. And the one point I like to bring up to anybody that thinks I'm bad for hunting or fishing, I'll go back to the Bible. The Bible literally quotes in Genesis that we are to control the population, essentially. It words it much differently, but it literally says that... Jesus Christ. Was that the first part on our podcast? I believe so. Dude, I'll own that fuck me. <laughs> but the Bible even says that we are to command the fish of the sea and the animals of the land. And I'm just saying that's my views, not anybody else's. But I'm just saying you can go all the way back to the good book for that. Fair enough. My point is... is Statistics and science have proven over and over again that if nothing's done about a certain annual animal population, oh, others will overrun. Think about perish. deer. Because of, there's more does in Alabama than there are bucks. Way more. That's why you can shoot through, I think it's three a season. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise three me. Three does a season, I believe. Listen, what I look for is one meat doe a year, and then I look for that trophy buck. Yeah. Like a nice, mature buck. You can say trophy hunting's wrong. I eat deer. I love deer meat. Oh, that's thing. Even if we kill a trophy buck, I guarantee that motherfucker's going on the grill at some point. <laughs> Dude, waste not, won't not. Fair. And if anybody has never tried venison, I'll go ahead and throw out there. Venison is delicious. It's better than most beef as well. Oh, 100%, dude. Because you don't get the, like, fatty, waxy, yeah. like... Yeah. I, I don't really know how to describe it, but if, you, if you've if you ate deer meat and you've ate beef, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, that's like, I'll say you're more of the hunter, but I'll... I mean, both of us fish, but I'm going to speak for the fish on this one. If you've ever literally just looked at a lake, there is 100,000 brim. I could walk up to a bank right now and pick out about six or seven brim. If it's so wrong of me to catch brim, clean them, and cook them, dude, they repopulate, like, insanely. And what do you do with those uh, trimmings like the carcasses and all that? You put them back in the lake, right? Yeah. Exactly. Circle of life. 100%. I guarantee you something will eat it. Or I even throw it up on the bank, which sounds gruesome, but I guarantee you some bird will come along, scoop some it up. Some bird, some coyote. Yeah. Which, uh, I'll be honest, personally, if I see a coyote, that motherfucker getting schwacked. Yeah, he's killing my deer population, speaking exactly. of the devil. There's deer, turkey, all that has to be taken care of. All right, which, as we're talking about the environment, um, one, another subject, I would say, would being electric cars. And here, here's my question I want to stem off this one. Do you think within, let's say, the next 10 years even, let's go 20, 20 years, okay, yeah. do you think we'll ever get to the point where we're all electric? Yes. Really? We're moving that way very at a, at a very fast pace. Now, I don't care for any electric cars that are on the market right now. Yes, the acceleration's great. If you look at it from, like, I don't know, a racing perspective, I guess. You can move that way. I guess opinions can be swayed. But at the end of the day, nothing will ever beat 1972 Chevelle. Just cammed the fuck out. That's fair. Okay, but here's where I've often wondered this, right? So, you know, everybody's, you know, saved the environment nowadays. Emissions are bad. Cars are bad, right? Yeah. Here's my problem with that, Okay. So let's say in this fairy tale, fairy tale, we've had too much beer, fairy tale world, we eliminate gas motors, diesel motors, so on and so forth, right? What about shipping, freight, trucks, airplanes, stuff like that? You think we're ever going to get to the point where we could eliminate that, though? I doubt it. And I'll even take it a step further. So let's say we get to the point where we're all all green, right? So cars and semis and everything are electric. What about bulldozers? Yeah. Well, Excavators. Well, here's about this. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter what we change, and this is sort of a depressing way to look at things. Right. And I don't like thinking about it, but the sun is a medium-sized star. One day it's going to blow up. Yeah. I mean, the flares coming off of it say that will happen eventually. It's going to happen eventually. So I would, I don't want to raise this counter argument. I wish we could all know. I wish I could die knowing 
that future generations are going to have an earth to inherit. But right. one day, that's just not going to be the case. Let's stem off that for a second. Do you believe there's another planet we could live on out there? Through terraforming and oxen oxygenizing, almost like a bubble dome, I would say yes to a certain extent. But once you get to that point, you have to say, what is living? Fair. You know there's people out there that believe there's essentially another Earth in our galaxy. I could see that. I mean, I could do. Like, there's a lot of shit in our galaxy we've not discovered yet. Well, everything, if you look to astrology, which I'm taking an astrology class right now, trying to get a criminal justice degree, which, don't even ask me how that fucking works, because <laughs> I don't know. But everything's hypothetical, and theoretically, and blah to blah to blah to fucking blah. It's, it's all assumptions. Right. And you know what they say it's about assumptions? They make an ass out of you and yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I mean... You know how many times my dad has said that to me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but man, it's just... I think the universe is too big to think small-minded like that. That's fair. Okay, so here's one thing I'm going to bring up. If you don't want to discuss, you don't have to. But we have discussed it off of the podcast before. Do you believe there's other life out there? I would say yes. Really? It's too fucking big. We've are from what we can find right now, there's planets that are very similar to ours. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't there be some other form of life out there that could adapt to that? Okay, here's my question then. Would you, from a personal standpoint, believe that the life would be another living, breathing like, not necessarily like human. A carbon-based life form? Okay, I guess I'm more comparing, like, would you say it's just plants that are living things out there? Or would, do you think there's another walking, talking? I'd say so. Do you think there's another walking, talking? Yeah, I hope to God we find them before they find us. All right, because there ain't no telling what could happen. Okay, that's what I was going to say. Would you think they'd be more advanced than us or less advanced? If they find us first, they are more advanced. That's definitely a fair statement. That would make sense, yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you. This one's off the stem. We forgot to write down. Do you have a fun fact of the day? Fun fact of the day is don't piss into the wind. That's a good statement. Have you ever done so? Yes. How'd that go? I would not describe it as fun. But fun fact is, take my advice. <laughs> That's fair. How many times in the in your life, I feel like this is a fun one to ask people, have you shit in the woods? Fuck me. That's my cat. It's <laughs> a good cat. Um, I don't like shitting in the woods. I don't do it often. Especially during summertime. That's the worst time to shit in the woods. Fair. Could you Fuck put a number on how many times you've done it? I don't know, probably like six. I really don't like doing it at all. It's like one of my biggest things. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I fucking hate it. Like it's, it's very specifically in the summer. I'm more opt to do it when it's cold outside. But when you're like hot and sweaty, then it's like taking a shit's uncomfortable in general. Fair. And you throw those two things on top of it. It's just like, fuck no, I'm not about it. I'm even less than that, actually. And that, ironically, has not been hunting or fishing. 
It's been working outside. I've shit in the woods <laughs> twice in my life. <laughs> and we're talking, you know, working along, hot as shit, and it just hits you. You know how that goes. Yeah. Like, it's it's not, there's no warning to that one. It just I've, slaps I've you. I've got a funny story. All right, let's go. My old best friend's dad. He was hunting with his father at the time, and they had gone all season without seeing a deer. Right. Nature calls, <laughs> and apparently it calls it heavy. Okay. But he was smart enough to have a shotgun in his hands, which was a Remington 1112 gauge. Right. Now, I believe he was maybe nine years old at the time of this story, and it was loaded up a double-op buck. <laughs> Oof. So he's laid himself out a turd. <laughs> out of this slough and over the crest comes a buck. Okay. Mid turd. Raises the shotgun up. Trowel is dropped. Let's her eat. Oh. One. That's all it takes. Deer drops, he goes backwards, lands his own shit. Mm. Yeah. Funny story. Shotgun. Okay. So my dad used to hunt squirrel hunt with his grandpa, like a lot. Like all the time there was squirrel hunting. And my dad used to hunt with just twenty two. His grandpa would hunt with shotgun. Well, keep in mind my dad's like maybe nine years old at the time, you know, eight, nine, still a, a young, small man right well they're sitting on a log I don't know eating probably like crackers and cheese or something right just a simple you know how it is when you hunt you just you just pack you something simple and they're sitting there they're eating their crackers okay and my dad is sitting there eating and he looks up and there's a squirrel in the tree right above him well his 22 is on the other side of grandpa their uh, grandpa's shotgun is right in between the two so my dad's grandpa kind of nudges him, and he's like, just use my shotgun. Now, you got it. You got it. He knew what was going to happen. He set my dad up for such failure. Okay. So my dad grabs his shotgun. Keep in mind, this squirrel is in the tree. I'm talking directly above them. Like a 90 degree. Yes. Yeah. So my dad swings this shotgun straight in the air. My grandpa's already chuckling, or my dad's grandpa, be my great grandfather, is already laughing. But my dad's not thinking about it at the time, right? So he clicks that safety off, pulls the trigger, and it literally blows my dad to the ground. And my dad is just sitting there crying his eyes out, and my grandpa is rolling on the log. He's just dying laughing. He thought it was the funniest thing ever. 